welcome to the Podcast Podcast. This could be the last week with a dumb microphone because we think the microphone might not be the problem. That's true. Unfortunately, it's the expensive piece of equipment <laughs> that the microphone plugs into. Well, we don't have a plug to plug anything into the wall. Uh, that gave out, too. Yeah, electric. So halfway through the podcast, if you can't hear anything, <laughs> <laughs> we're probably still talking. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the computer screen went black. Um, yeah, so if you would like to donate electric and input we boxes... <clears throat> <laughs> we, we only take electric. <laughs> yeah, we only take, just send us your electric. No card, no cash, electric only. Yeah. <laughs> hit, hit me up afterwards. And we'll, we, uh, we get a box in the mail with a Pikachu. Yeah. Ooh. It's probably a stuffed animal Pikachu, and it still does nothing. But if you're sending counts. the Pikachu, don't send anything at all. Yes. Well, no, no, no. I'd, uh, I'll still take the Pikachu. I keep forgetting. So <clears throat> I have us reversed on the, the little generic box here. Mm hmm. I'm like, oh, my waveform looks good. And I'm like, oh, that's not me. Because <laughs> you got the good mic. <clears throat> so it's blue. It's prettier. Yeah, mine's actually for, like, micing a speaker cabinet. Okay. So it's absolutely <laughs> worthless for vocals. Well, it's good for distortion, right? Before I get this close to it. <clears throat> uh, I mean, it, it would do good uh, for if you're micing an a instrument. It's really good. Drum kit would be really well. Okay. Um, voice. Mm. Meh. No. Yeah. Meh. Okay. It's. <coughs> it's what we got. Throw a bubble. Currently. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll take it. It was another one of my cheapos. So. Well, then we get to hold on to the the cool looking blue one. Hopefully, if mm. uh, I I'm kind of like can't wait to test it. What the cruddy part is the box we're using so for you audiophiles we had a focus right scarlet and the channel it's a 212 <coughs> so that means only two can or two i2 or whatever chan one appears to have gone out um so now i'm using a off-brand behringer behringer i think we're trying to decide that it's behringer banger banger yeah it sounds german um we're using <coughs> that which is like <coughs> it's not a bad box, but it actually has one XLR input, and the other one's a quarter inch, which is supposedly not as good. But, I mean, our podcast has never been held to high production standards, right? Really? Man, I thought we were, like... It, number one on iTunes for production standards. Absolutely. Like, they go through that. <laughs> I've no, I don't care what they say. It's just yeah. their production is amazing. Worst <coughs> podcast ever, but, man, that production level. Man, you should... Their voices, whoa, can't get any better than that. I, I hate that. Oh man, here comes the banter. Um, I well, hate we're not that already like, there. A lot of people think that a good podcast production is the the radio lab esque. So basically, they'll like have a guy narrate, mm -hmm. and he'll tell part of a story, <clears throat> and then they'll like have the person they're interviewing tell like another part of the story in their own words, and then they'll go back to the narrator. It's like this swap between. And it's annoying and it's dumb, but it's like that's like the judge of good podcast. So like someone has to tell a story. So yeah. Once upon a time, there's a teddy bear. Right. He walked through the forest. Wait, wait, wait. let's do it. let's do it this <clears> way. <throat> so imagine if you're listening to a podcast and they're interviewing Moses. Okay. And asking him about when the snakes bit all the people in the wilderness. Okay. And so they'd sit down with Moses and they'd be like, "All right, you know, tell us about the snakes." And he'd be like, "Well." These vipers came out, and they started biting people. And then in the middle of it, it would cut to the narrator. would be like, the vipers came, and they bit 
all the people, and they were poisoned, and many of them died that day, and many others were sick and wounded. But when they thought there was no hope, then it come back to Moses. So we made this bronze snake, and we... They made the bronze snake and they lifted it up on so the, what, and that so that is like the that is considered good production value. So well, what's the point of the commentator? It, he's like, <clears throat> it's like he needs to justify himself. He can't just let Moses tell the story. Okay. But the the ones that use that like Radio Lab's a big one, and I listened to that like two or three of their episodes, and I was like, this is so stupid. Like I just can't listen to somebody basically interrupt. I mean, they're not interrupting it live. But they're like interrupting it and splicing the the audio together. Oh, okay. So later on, they just go back and they splice through it and be like, "Yeah." So Moses tells this whole story, <clears throat> and then like Radio Lab guy interjects like his own storytelling into Moses' story. Okay. So the shift is like first person, third person, first person, third person, and people are like, "Oh, that's so good." And there's even a church in our network that shall remain nameless that has a copycat. Mm-hmm. And I listened to one because it actually had to do with um, uh, a ministry to children with Down syndrome, and I have a child with Down syndrome. So, like, I was like, oh, I want to hear what they have to say. And I was like, yeah, this is the only one I'm listening to. I'm not listening to any others. I'm not sub- you can't make me subscribe to this one, iTunes. <laughs> like, so. But, yeah, I digress. Okay. Um, the production quality of this podcast. I, you guys heard that song at the beginning, right? Like, that was a great song. That was that was primo. Because really, I don't. I, I rarely hear it except when I listen to it. Like, we're <laughs> just like, wait, don't talk. Yeah. Okay. Do, 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 Music's over. Yeah. Talk now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We we should switch up the intro and see if anybody says anything because you know you can reach us at bakesh.podbean.com and you can leave comments on our episodes. I was like, what are these called? And you can read us. Reach us at Facebook. Just search podcast, you'll find us. And you can leave an, inter- an interview. Oh, forget it. I suck. <laughs> a review on iTunes, because right now it says there's not enough reviews to reflect anything. Because I think I'm the only person who has reviewed it on iTunes. I don't. I think I have an iTunes account. <clears throat> Hook us up. It's called Amazon, Google, you, and Android. You know what? You guys brought this upon yourself. If you're like, man, I'm tired of listening to him talk, <clears throat> I'm doing a Google search for Bacash to see if we are not... If we're even on there? Are we like the number one? Oh, wait. It auto-completed to our Podbean because I've used this computer. Oh, uh, well, hold Which, on. Wait, I got All right. Okay. So the first one, two, three, dang, four, five. Come on. Are we really that far down? Well, the first page of Google <laughs> <laughs> is a Strong's uh, numbering system and word study. Are we at least after the Strong's word study? Uh <clears throat> oh, that's not encouraging. Yay! Second page, about fourth down. Woo-hoo! We finally make it. So we're at least on second page. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the funny part is like all the first page links are like purple because I went through there trying to make sure I had the meaning of the word correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we suck. So thank God that he uses the littlest <laughs> podcast that could Actually, that's a great, great segue into... Muting um, your telephone. <laughs> absolutely, which I, I don't well, do I, every week. I say that's important. Oh, no. I'm checking mine now. I, I, I so what's the, what's the segue? <clears throat> Besides well, those weird-looking things. Well, that well you said it, t- it takes the littlest podcast. Oh! 
that hits us into Deuteronomy 7. <laughs> because they weren't a big, mighty nation like some. <laughs> All right, hey, why don't you read us verses 1 through, did we say 6? We we're going to. Uh, I think 6. Yeah. We might get farther, but we'll start with 1 through 6, which means we won't get farther. Uh, oh, man, I got words that I got to read. We'll try. That is a lot. Of, actually, As opposed to like words that I always read, but these are like. Well, you got the Perzizites. Right. Perzizites. Perzizites. <laughs> And the Gergeshites? Well, I can do Gergeshites, but I don't know what the Paris Hiltonites are. So if you had, like, your own country, would you be, like, the Donashite? Watch your mouth. This is, we do not have... Actually, if you go on our iTunes, uh-huh. there is a Queen Lyrics tag next week. Like, yeah! And you just ruined it. What? I'm just talking about... You said Donashite. I'm sure that's a swear word somewhere. All right, go ahead and read, man, right. before we lose more... Before we lose <laughs> our six more listeners. listeners. Yeah. All right. When the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are entering to take possession of it and clears away many nations before you, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, uh, the Hivites, the Jebusites... No, no, I moved that away from your mouth so you quick... Oh, sorry. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, he was, he was speaking into the mic. Seven nations, more numerous and mightier than you. And when the Lord your God gives them over to you and you defeat them, then you must devote them to complete destruction. You shall make no covenant with them and show no mercy to them. You shall not intermarry with them, giving your daughters to their sons or taking their daughters for your sons. For they would turn away your sons from following me to serve other gods. The anger of the Lord would be kindled against you, and he, will de- he would destroy you quickly. But thus shall you deal with them. You shall break down their altars and dash in, in pieces their pillars and chop down their ashram, pool, or ashram and burn their carved images with fire. <clears throat> for you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Burn them down with fire. <laughs> well, at least the Asherah poles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The altars and Asherah poles. He yeah. was, certainly wasn't talking about people. No, and I'm not the... No. S- Am I allowed to say body parts, like genital body parts? Would we still be clean lyrics? Well, I mean, when you're talking about the Asherah poles... That's right. That's, <laughs> <basically. laughs> that's, that's what I was saying. I was just wondering if I was allowed to say stone penis and, like, uh, stay clean. <laughs> Yes, because I don't think they listen to the podcast. <laughs> no one's flagged us. But we are marked in the Christian religious, so yeah, we can get away with stuff. I'm just reading Deuteronomy. I mean, um, are we are we crossing that bridge early, though? Should we go through the first few verses Let's before we talk about that. what an ashram pole is? <laughs> Let's do that. All right. All right. So, <laughs> well, anyway, you, you want to go first? I gotta, so I can't stray too far from this mic, but I keep straying, so I gotta like move all my books over. Um, <clears throat> what I really like on that fir- the first verse, right out the bat, is uh, it says, "When the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are entering in, to take possession of it and clears away many nations before you," and then he lists all the the nations that get cleared away. It's a uh, it's a done deal. It's not a negotiation. Like, and I'm not talking about in like negotiating with for ransom. I'm talking about like it's not a car dealer negotiation anymore, which you know something about lately. Oh, absolutely. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's no longer a let's discuss the terms, <clears throat> let's do this. And if I do that, you'll do this. And we'll throw in the clear code as long as you pay for the warranty. You know, it's all that's done. It, the deal is 
done. And he's saying, when the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are entering to take possession of it and clears away the and clears away the nations, like it's already assumed that it's over. Well, cause, yeah, I mean, and they're not in. And the thing is, he's talking about. Yeah, they're, they're not in there yet. Deuteronomy is, is pre them being in that land. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have not gone in and taken it over yet. So, yeah, he's, he's basically saying when that happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- th- that's kind of you would think that that would instill a lot of confidence into them. Right. Right. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> once again, and we talk about this and we also talk about how we like them would like probably, you know, foobar it and goof it up or whatever. But. They've seen God's mighty hand do many works. That's what the first part of Deuteronomy tells us about over and over again. Winning battles they shouldn't have won. Uh, you know, surviving instances they should not have survived. Uh, having peace where they should have had war. So on and so forth. On top of all this stuff you read in Exodus with their parents, these reminders of how great God is taking them out of Egypt, so on and so forth. Um, and he's basically saying, here's the future. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take into this land, and I'm going to clear out the natives for you. It's, I don't know, it's kind of cool. It's this done deal. And if we live in light of that, of that, you know, it's already happened, you know, that, what is it like, the already but not yet? Mm-hmm. Um, like, we're in that already for many things. God's already won the victory. Um, we've already been grafted into Christ. We've already got eternal life. We're already living in his promises. We're already redeemed, um, so on and so forth. You know, the same kind of just pulling that reflective piece out. The same way Israel was already God's chosen people. We're already his sons and daughters. We already get to live in that reality and under, like, that blessing. Mm-hmm. I see this. I don't know. It gets me warm and fuzzy. Like, Well, it, it's <laughs> interesting because, I mean, as we go into the rest, um, <clears throat> like last week we talked about how um, you know, we're, we're in that area, that, that, that piece of land that we, we did not earn, that we did not build a house, that we did not um, dig the vineyards and olive trees that we didn't plant. And, you know, it, it warns us from, from basically um, forgetting the God that, that gave it to us mm-hmm. um, and forgetting where it is that all that came from. And, and it's, it continues to repeat that, that you did not, that you did not, that you did not as it's kind of a yeah. reminder that we did not, but God did. Um, this kind of continues in this section right here because he's like, when you go into that land and you clear out the nations, well, <clears throat> you've got a bunch of really big nations that are, 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 are they, they got more people and they're stronger than you. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And ooh. they're established. <laughs> right. they're established. That's one thing that uh, Israel can't say. I mean, they're established as nomads. So mm-hmm. they're established as a transient people with makeshift homes. They could be packed up and moved. Um, where they're going into places that have walled off cities and, you know, armies that have had times to develop and build. Mm-hmm. And once again, God is still saying, like, you know, this battle is won. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm already taking care of it. Yep. And they're clearly better than you, um, yeah, yeah. At, least from the, at least from a worldly perspective. I mean, they're saying there's nothing much about you that would say, yes, you should go ahead and defeat not just one, but, but all seven of them. I think yeah. that's seven, right? So <clears throat> uh, Seven listed, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it definitely, he definitely makes it clear that, that it's not you, but it's, it's God that brings yeah. you into this land. Is that, is that last line of uh, one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. More, numerous More numerous and mightier, mightier than, than you. It's like, <laughs> imagine if you're like a, you're, you're the locker room before like a, a sporting event, like a soccer game or football game or something. And the coach <laughs> is like, you're the weakest team. <laughs> They're bigger and stronger. <laughs> yeah. 
They won all the championships. <laughs> you don't win. even have equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's win. You know, it's like, right. that's not the inspiring like, coach yeah. speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, it definitely makes it clear that, that again, it's not them, but, but right. it's God kind of working through that. It's a, it's, it's a reality that's very hard for, uh, I did not want to make this whole podcast on verse one. Um, <laughs> it's a reality that's very, very hard for us to understand and to get in our lives that, like, the the battle is already won against Satan, mm-hmm. but we tend to live like the battle's ongoing. And it's such, I mean, we are a people of the here and now. We are people that can see what's going on. We're people that forget the past and don't know how to look at the future. It's, it's very difficult for us. But it, it's, I guess that's like a whole sermon. Once again, I don't want to get caught up in one, but just know God's won the war. Like it, we read the book of Revelation we win, mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, he wins, and we get to live in the spoils. Well, and, and I think later on in 7, and I don't want to spoil it too much, but I think he even says, if you don't go ahead, and how is it if you don't believe that, that I'm going to let you into there? How can I work? Um, you know? That was what, a good spoiler. Uh, I was trying to think of how far. <clears throat> oh, no. I should have said that in the mic. I was trying to think of how far. So we'll, we'll wait for that, and maybe we'll get to it, and maybe we won't. Yeah, we, we many times come into the podcast going, so how far did you get? How far did you get? Well, let's and, see how far we really get. And then we say, oh, we got this far. Well, we can get about a third of that way through the podcast. <laughs> it never works that way. Actually, I've, uh, I've, I've enjoyed six and seven immensely. Mm-hmm, I have so, too. And I feel really bad if you, if you out there don't. <laughs> uh, you should read it without us if you're not enjoying it with us. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just look at these little telltale things hey look they're bigger than you they're stronger than you but i'm gonna win Mm -hmm. like just you know pray before you read it ask god to show you those cool little pieces and how much confidence could we live if if we genuinely believed that like if we went in there knowing that we already can't do it or even our perspective why are you laughing i'm just cracking up because we're still on one (laughs) sorry (laughs) but but even our, our perspective change i mean so we, we live in our, I was talking to someone last night, <clears throat> and uh, we've been going to, to foster care classes and things like that, and um, so we've just had some amazing people who have been coming to help watch 6,000 kids, and, and you have to go through special fingerprints to, to make that happen, and and so she, she came, and we were talking before before we left, and she was just talking about things that, that her husband was going through at work when uh, with her boss, or his boss, and you know, how the, I guess everyone is just kind of out for themselves. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, well, I can do this and I accomplished this or I didn't accomplish this. And then the way they, they treat each other be, because of, of, because of that perspective, I see that in my own job. Like everyone's, oh, yeah. here's what I did. And then when things don't go well, you're like, well, you did that. But, but we're so ready to take the credit. And how different would our culture and really our perspective be if we really went into various situations very humbled about who we are and what we can accomplish outside of God. Um, I mean, I I kind of... Does it make sense? I got to repent now. Um, (laughs) So I work for a software company, and we offer five or six major pieces of software. These aren't... um, We're not making software for your kid to play games on a phone. We're making some very serious software that costs a lot of money. I mean, for us to come out and do your software, it can be six figures. Um, And one of those pieces of software that I work on a lot, I'm often known as the, like, 
go-to kind of the point of reference mm -hmm. person because uh, despite the fact that we've sold our software to probably literally thousands of we sell it to colleges we've sold it to thousands quite literally there's only five of us in the country that do my job oh wow so the <laughs> fact that like you know i'm the point person makes me feel all cool and then uh, i had somebody question my knowledge on something and uh i was like oh no 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 this is the answer and they're like are you sure because i just don't think that is and i and it, I, I i mean the whole exchange took place via instant message but man i got like i got like livid i mean it was like i'm trying to think of like a villain like, it's like <laughs> don't you know who i am like this is the all great powerful don who knows how to use this product and you don't so you need to show typey 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 <laughs> you know and then uh so uh not a, okay so this exchange is private in my office like it's me alone <laughs> with an instant message window and i'm all like oh i'm like turning red you know I, well i don't know if i was turning red but i imagine i was like imagine cartoon blowing his top so we go to a meeting uh, later on and I have to validate myself and I talked to one of my other cohorts who uh, works on more of the development side who mm -hmm. knows more about the database and how it's working and I'm like hey we get this value of the database from X right he's like yeah I was like yeah this other person thought it wasn't but you know I just wanted to confirm mm. let me make you look bad because I'm a jerk but but how easy is it to go that like how easy it is to go that direction like That's a, exactly even just yesterday I had a meeting was it yesterday yeah two days ago I don't know sometime this week and <clears throat> I was supposed to have this meeting and and I, I told Sarah I was like man you, you got to be praying because I'm gonna go in and say something stupid and and I just been praying about this oh so you have your wife help you <laughs> absolutely I should, I should talk to my <laughs> wife about praying for me <laughs> and so it was one of those that, that that going into that conversation like I knew exactly what I said and I had already pointed so I was like well if this doesn't happen here's here's what I might end up doing and and that sort of thing and the guy calls me and says yeah we can't have our meeting but it's gone through the board and they've already decided to make this decision and and it was definitely in my favor and I was like all right and, and I realized that it was definitely a God moment because just the way things happen. But later on, I'm sitting there going, OK, well, when I talk to my principal, I can say, well, I had made these comments. And so, like, I hadn't even said it, but just the wow. thought process yeah. that was going through my mind going, well, how easy is it to go ahead and take credit in this situation? I mean, no one else knows the interactions that happen there. But but when you look at the situation, it really can't be anything else other than God very much moving in that situation because I mean, I was supposed to have this meeting after school and he calls me in fifth bell and or calls me fifth bell on the phone and says, you know, I was like, well, let, let's talk when I when I, you know, during seventh bell when, when I don't have a class at that time. And so it was one of those that, that God was moving through that situation. Mm -hmm. But even in my own mind, I kept wanting to go ahead and take credit and. I'm no one special. Like, I mean, there, there's nothing I did or said. Yeah. And it's so that's just one instance this week, which I'm sure there's probably multiple instances. Oh, this of where is, yeah, this is just the ones that have like pricked our conscience. Right. If we sat there and thought, <laughs> contemplatively thought about it and asked God to show us our, our dirty, disgusting hearts, mm -hmm. who knows what else we would right. find. I'm, I'm nah. <laughs> Don't think about any interactions with my wife because <laughs> I probably blew those two. <laughs> or anybody for that matter. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't you don't want to seem like a bad husband more than anything else. Like bad coworker you can take, but being a bad right. husband. Oh, come yeah, on. that doesn't work. Being a bad father is like almost as bad as yeah. being a bad husband. But they'll, they'll, they'll get counseling and everything. It'll be better later yeah, on. But yeah. <laughs> What's like when you look at it, uh, 
a lot of social media <clears throat> profiles, it's like you're supposed to say a little bit about yourself. It's like loving husband and father of awesome children because I'm an awesome dad. I mean, at least that's how I read them. Well, it's one of those like we were even talking about in school. We were talking about some. Uh, we were talking about having like a seminar thing in school, and we were talking about resumes. And I was like, "Well, everyone comes in. You know, you get this great resume, and you know, <laughs> you are totally full of when you bring that resume in. And you know, it's truth, and I put that in quotes, but but you know, it's definitely exaggerated truth. Oh, yeah. and, and I was like, even when you're in that interview and you say something bad about yourself, it's to make you look good, and that something bad about yourself somehow still makes you look good oh yeah and it's like that kind of tell us what you struggle with i really struggle with being perfect like i'm perfect but sometimes i think maybe i should be a little less perfect for the rest of you and how right? can i be a little bit less perfect yeah uh so yeah once again uh to bring the back around oh yes <laughs> um this uh first verse it just blows me away God's already won the war, mm-hmm. and there's no way we can take credit for it. Yeah. We're just supposed to, once again, worship him and be obedient. And somehow we still find a way, or try and find a way to do that. Yeah. So, so this yeah. next part, though, confused me a little bit. Ooh. And, and, and it was part of like... Well, you know, I am the point of reference when it comes to the parasites. Parasites? 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 No, Gurgashites. Donashites? Gurgashites. Yeah, them too. Okay. All right. Sorry, go on. Um, so, so with that, okay, so this is the part that I didn't get and I read some commentaries and no one really hit it hard. Like it seems like they, they, they touched it, but, but never got deep into it. And so here's the part it says, and when the Lord, your God, so we get in there, uh, gives them over to you and you defeat them, then you must devote them to complete destruction. I was oh, like, yeah. okay, I get the complete destruction, but then it says, you shall make no covenant with them and show no mercy to them. You shall not intermarry with them, giving your daughters to your sons or taking their daughters for your sons, for they would turn away your sons from following me to serve the other God. So I get that. Like, let's just get rid of them and let's be that, that perfect society. Um, let, let's be that, that holy example. Genocide. Got it. Straight up get it. Okay. Well, just to start it off. And then, <laughs> then you become holy and evangelize. Um, but... So why would it tell us say complete destruction, but then go off and say here's all the things you shouldn't do with them? So like, does that make oh, any yeah, sense? Oh yeah, actually, um, okay. So that's the one note I didn't take, but that was addressed <laughs> in my big fatty fat one. Okay. Uh, hold on, I didn't. I took other. I took notes on it, but not on yeah. that one because I was like, oh okay. Because I didn't know. Does that mean that like, um, that that would that's what would happen if you didn't lead them to complete destruction? Like they would corrupt I, society? I or? think that's basically it. But let me one of my bookmarks from where I actually went. Because in Deuteronomy five, that's when we get into the Ten Commandments. That's how we're supposed to be that holy nation. We're supposed to be that that missional example of of what um, what what good living is like in a great relationship with God. And and so I thought, okay, well, complete destruction, and then. But but if that didn't happen, here's how they would corrupt society. But but I wasn't sure if that's what they were trying to communicate in that. I I just didn't know. So I was kind of curious on, on what you thought about that as as you were looking looking through. Are you just looking through his big fat commentary? Yeah, sorry. Give me it's a it's a lot of words. <laughs> and some of them aren't. That's the dumbest thing I've ever said. <laughs> I was gonna say that book that, that, that book's gotta at least be two thousand pages. Uh, remember, it's like all the way through Ruth. Oh wow, yeah. Well, I was gonna say I'm paid like six hundred and something, and five sixty eight. Oh, five sixty eight, and he's not even halfway through it. So maybe fifteen hundred pages. 
ooh, this is the the quiet moment where I'm trying to fill it while he's yeah, waiting. Yeah, keep filling time. <laughs> so I will ramble. I'm trying to think of what else. I'm debating just reading the whole thing. Because some of but that could be boring. Because some of the other things that that they came across. Um, is they said, like, I read one commentary, and this didn't make much sense to me. He said, well, it could be that they weren't really calling to a complete destruction of the nation, but they were calling to just cut them off from from various trees and from this type of of living. So they're they're living with those surrounded cultures and nations, but this is what they're to avoid. According to this, Mm -hmm. he says that it refers to later in the chapter when he talks about the slow... Uh, moreover, the Lord your God will send hornets among them until those <laughs> who left and hid themselves from you are destroyed and you shall not be in dread. And then in 22, the Lord your God will clear away these nations before you little by little, meaning there's still going to be survivors. There's going to be those that have run and hid and there's still going to be like, he's not going in and he's not going to like, you know, it's not going to be a flood. He's not going to rain down fire. He's not obliterating them all at once. There's work to be done. So while they're in the land, there will be other inhabitants. So he's saying, hey, while you're doing my work, you're not supposed to be, like, you know, intermarrying and taking for yourself, like, the spoils of war. Okay. That's what, that's, um, Grisanti fights for that, and he says that, uh, looks like Weinfield has a Deuteronomy uh, commentary <coughs> he cites. Um, I'll just read his. All right, let's see what he's got to say. Go says, for it. However, it appears best to maintain the idea of total destruction as the central meaning of, and then he gives the uh, Hebrew word. Um, subsequent verses in chapter 7 support this interpretation, what I just read. You must destroy all the people of the land the Lord your God gives to you, and then until even the survivors who have hid from you are perished. Uh, that's verse 720. And then you will not be allowed to eliminate them all at once in 722. And he says, until they are all destroyed in 723. So there's like a lot of future tense mm-hmm. later in the chapter. Basically, they're not going to go through there in one day. Okay. They're going to be conquering. God's going to be doing work while the other inhabitants are there. Okay. Yes, and, and I also read another commentary. Oh, 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 it goes back to the already, but not yet, like we were saying in the beginning. Oh, okay. God's already won the victory, but it's not all completed yet. Oh, got it. Because so. uh, there was also a person, or uh, one of the questions was like, well, if Deuteronomy is, is partially a, a mission, if Deuteronomy is partially a missional book, um, kind of focused on, on our relationship with God and then how it is that we can be an example and missional with the, the world around us, well, how is it that we can call... Co- um, this area to complete destruction and yet still be um, an example and still be still be an example to the surrounding nations as well. Um, And my thought kind of with that was, well, I mean, complete destruction of those that are currently in your land. And then you can legitimately be that holy group of people that is set apart from from these other nations and then be that example. So I felt that it was really calling complete destruction, not to the entire world, but a complete destruction, at least to this land that God was giving to them so that they could be that set-apart nation that follows God's commands, being the Ten Commandments and beyond, so that they could be seen as that holy priesthood, that that, that nation that is an example to, to the rest of the world. Yeah, because, and, and I think you're probably right, right there. That makes sense because there's no you know, call to take out the Egyptians, um, 
we don't have any mention of, uh, you know, East Asia. We don't have any uh, mention of uh, Philistines. You know, there's still other people groups that are living that are not mentioned in that destruction set. Yeah, because we're talking about... We're talking about a specific land that was promised to them. Yeah. So as you enter the land that you are entering to possess, right, so we're talking about that specific land that God had had promised them and given to them. Yeah, I I think that's a pretty good (coughs) explanation. I'm not a scholar, but I like it. Mm -hmm. And then, well, kind of continuing also, like some people would pose, well, how could God be that cruel and evil and mean that he would punish the wicked people? But really, in all reality, God punished even Israel utilizing... Um, what is it? The Babylonians, the Assyrians. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Coming so, later. I mean, God would even use other, I guess, pagan nations um, to to discipline even God's people to to bring them back to Him. So you really see God using not just these people, but but lots of different surrounding peoples in order to discipline. But but anytime God disciplines, He always ends with restoration. Mm-hmm. So you never see any of it being permanent. Um, well, I mean, when you're talking they, about groups the Canaanites of people. basically get <coughs> obliterated and absorbed. Yeah. Um, well, because they didn't listen, so they really didn't obliterate them. Right. That's what I said obliterated and right. absorbed. <laughs> it, the problems that Israel really has later when they're prosperous in the land. So when you get to uh, Samuel, um, when they're becoming a you know more of a, a organized nation. The people groups that give them problems are not really the same. There's some of the, there's a lot of Hittite fighting, if mm-hmm. I recall. But you get more, once again, the Philistines take center stage, which I believe people think they might be more from Turkey. Yeah, well, you did see like some intermarrying within the oh, well, within uh, the Canaanite, different Canaanite cultures. Yeah, once you get Joshua and Judges, you see. And religious as well. Craptastic displays of disobedience because mm-hmm. Baal worship it becomes huge and those were all like the oh Canaanite. yeah that's a whole the whole story of Gideon starts with him like destroying is it an Asherah pole or is it a Baal statue or, or, or does one? he destroy Gideon or does he destroy all the gods I don't remember oh, I don't remember but it was uh, you talk while I look <laughs> up judges there <laughs> well but it was one of those things that, that really I guess if you think you know future towards Old Testament you continue to look at God's people Actually, these are the three major ways that they screw up actually in the future over and over again. Um, Because I think verse two, it kind of talks about make no treaty. So you're talking about a covenant. You're talking about don't make any political alliances with with the other nations um, because you don't need them. You you have God. Um, It gets into social. So you're talking about intermarrying with each other. Um, And you're talking about usually in a marriage, you're going to be influenced probably in a negative way with, with idols and stuff like that. So you're going to see that issue. Yeah, I think Re- any, anytime you see in a... And we're not trying to diss any of y'all spouses, but anytime you see intermarrying among a believer and a non-believer, mm-hmm. the non-believer usually wins out. Absolutely, yep. Or, or even if it doesn't win out, there's still some influence there. Um, yeah. Because even if you're trying to stay diehard one direction you're still probably going to be pulled back just a little bit and really we're supposed to be in a way sold out in our relationship with God. So, excuse me, you're definitely going to go ahead and see that aspect in there. And and we see there's a call to be a faithful spouse 
even if one of you is a Christian and one is not. Mm. So don't think that we're giving oh, no. you an okay for splitsville or divorce. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't you even. But, but even religious gets in there as well because you have like Baal worship and idol worship and Asherah. Wait, I, and I, w- I wonder how that... Oh, okay, I don't want to wonder too hard. How does that work? If you're worshiping Yahweh as mm-hmm. God and his, you're following his statutes... That is 100% incompatible with Baal worship, mm-hmm. which is like anything from human sacrifice to sexual deviance, like that's encouraged. Well, I don't know. It was, I don't think Baal was human sacrifice, so punt on that. But still, there's some pretty. Yeah, but you got some of the sexual stuff. Well, I mean, what? Yeah. They're supposed to take down the Asherah poles and the um, big stone penises. What is that? The. Um is that what the Asherah poles? Is that what you're... No, the sacred stones. Oh, oh, oh. So those were like the stone pillars. So he described it as um, these were standing stone pillars, a number of which have been discovered on various archaeological sites that probably had phallic symbolism as they still do in fertility cults in other parts of the world. So from what I could tell, that meant big, exaggerated-sized yep. penises. Mm-hmm. You could have just stopped it. <laughs> Um, uh, parents, don't let your kids listen to this one. No. <laughs> and then the Asherah poles were probably, he says, were probably made of wood um, since they could be chopped down and burnt and may have been carved images of the Canaanite goddess Asherah, the female consort of Baal. Right. So, so basically... Baal okay. was a god of death, wasn't he? I, I'm thinking he might have been. He, again, there's a lot Man, of... Like, I got books on this stuff that I've read and I don't know... On. And then it says, together, the stone pillar and the wooden image would have been represented the male and female element in the fertility cult. So you'd have both the male and the female part of, of this kind of represented in these different altars or what or religious symbols um, that, that would have that they were to break down and destroy. Let's see, I got Baal as fertility, but I thought he was. Although it was funny because like death as well, it later on talks about how Jeremiah sarcastically inverted the two of them in, in a passage in Jeremiah, and so I had to look that up because I was just curious. Right, going ahead. Um, and so that was uh, I don't have it open, but I think Jeremiah two twenty seven. So if you want to like see where Jeremiah makes fun of the uh, Baal <laughs> worship, uh, that can definitely be a, a good entertaining read um, later on. So Baal was a god of war, not okay. necessarily death. Um, he also, uh, during different times, was a god of wind, lightning, seasons, sailors, weather, and fertility. So, and later, uh, after this period of time, he was a uh, the king of all the gods. So mm-hmm. he kind of Zeused it there. I probably have the weirdest Google searches. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I don't know. He's looking at Baal again. <laughs> I don't know what targeted ads we can throw here for him. <laughs> well, no, Asherah poles were definitely brought up a lot. And I'm actually, yeah, yeah you better hope Jill doesn't I, look at that and a big, like, stone penis pops up, <laughs> like, after you. Oh, because you keep saying my microphone's picking it up. <laughs> hey, Siri. Uh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> so Siri actually responded that time. Yeah. Yeah. My, okay, so this phone learns mm-hmm. your voice. Oh, does it really? So my kids try it and won't pick her, pick them up. Oh, that's great. And they get so mad. Because when I was like, hey, Google, like every phone in the world picks it up, but uh-huh. not... Not Apple. Yeah, I won't say her name because she'll be like, what's up? <laughs> At least you don't have like an Apple 10 that costs a thousand bucks for their base model. No. 
So no, nah, bro. <laughs> this podcast ain't paying that kind of dough. No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've got a book. Maybe I'll do a little journey through again. It's called a. Uh, is it ancient Israel religion or ancient Near East religion? Good book, and you can basically cross-reference any uh, god with what they have and what they do or what they're about okay. and stuff like that. I yeah. should brush up on it. It's been probably five or six years since I read Ooh, I know. Baal was a big... seven or eight years since I read it. Wow. Because Baal is a big one. Asherah, Molech. But Molech's later, right? Yeah, he's a little bit later. Yeah. So I guess, this, yeah. Marduk. Mm-hmm. That's, is that Sumerian? Um, so that'd be before... Because the Sumerians were Abraham. Yeah, I actually don't remember. I got a lot of yeah, cool books know. that collect a lot of I'm dust. I should now. crack again. Yeah. I got a book yeah, I kept from school. I was going to mm-hmm. sell it back. I was like, oh, psh, this is worth 80 bucks. I'm selling it. And I was like, wait a minute. I might need this one. Yeah, see, some of those things have like, because I've thought about the same thing. And I was like, but I might need to go back for reference. Yeah. Oh, I kept, I kept basically anything Old Testament based. Um, and since I disagreed with the, <laughs> the New Testament theologies in my college a lot, I did keep the giant Life of Christ book. Is that the Paul one? No, no, no. Not no, the no. Paul one, the Acts one? No, Life of Christ was the book written by the president. It's oh. like three inches thick. I don't know if I had to read that one. I've never read it, but when I went to sell it back, it was worth like 10 bucks. Oh, wow. It's like it's thicker than my commentary. Wow. It's worth like nothing. Okay. This little book that I have on ancient, people of the ancient Near Eastern world is worth like 80 bucks, and it's like... A paperback. Oh man, it's uh. Let me know what Knapp? it is. Bernard Knapp. I don't know. Find out because I'm curious. I might want to read it. Yeah. Well, I've got another. The other one that I'm talking about was like twenty bucks, but I got. It. I'll bring it if I okay. remember. Yeah. Bring Text it. me or something. Okay. Because I'm bad at this. Bring stuff. that book on. Anyway, sorry. So anyway, yeah. let's let's get back to. So ultimately, that that was my confusion. Well, it, well okay. So uh, why is God playing genocidal deity with these people? Why does He want it wiped out? Um, we talked a little bit about uh, Baal, Asher, and why they're not compatible. We've talked about it before. There's a lot of sin that happens, uh, sexual promiscuity, um, uh, human sacrifice, animal sacrifice, a lot of stuff that's uh, abhorrent in God's eyes. Um, and he doesn't want that left as an influence on his nation that he's bringing in and bringing up. Just like if you're a good parent, you don't want to leave your kid in front of the TV to let it raise them. You don't want to leave your sacred chosen people in the hands of your enemies to allow them to raise them. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of the same thing. Well, because your culture is going to influence you. Right. I mean, I think we kind of look that in our we, we look at that in our own day and age today, really. Like, um, I mean, we're not called to to bring people to complete destruction, but I mean the heart of what we're asked to do is still um, to, to be missional um, because, I mean, we're not taking over a land right. or, or a promised land like, like God was giving them. We're, we're kind of separated now. Where Well, well it, we're, we're separated, but we're also God's instruments. Right. Well, they were called, I think in Deuteronomy, they're called a holy priesthood later on. Paul calls us a holy priesthood. priesthood. So, I mean... No, that's not Paul, bro. Isn't that Paul? Is that Hebrews? No, I don't think that's Paul. Is it? No, that's... I thought it was... Um, That's Hebrews, right? Is it Hebrews? No, maybe I'm broken. I don't uh, know. I thought that was in Hebrews, but we don't know who wrote it. Right, I thought it was Paul who did Holy Priesthood. I, yeah, Hebrews, we don't know the author. 
Is it mentioned? I don't know. So either way, somewhere in the if New I'm Testament. Wrong. Oh, it's Peter. Oh, Man, we're, we're both, both wrong. wrong. <laughs> I got the P. <laughs> I got the not Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're still called, uh, you know, there's that connection to still be that holy priesthood. We, we need to read our New Testament. We do. <laughs> <laughs> I spent so much time in the Old Testament. Uh, um, oh, I forgot what I was saying. Sorry, we are called to be a priesthood. Yeah, we're, we're called we're to be God's tools. Right, to be missional. And But anyway, in our own culture, that's where I was going. Yeah. We still run into the same problems of of making political alliances with with things in our culture. We're we're still socially we we interact Christians intermarry or we we still have deeper relationships with um with people that are going to influence us away from what God wants. Um religious, oh my gosh, like the the religious issues or well again even the social issues, just ideas that go against God's word. I mean, I, I can throw out a bunch of them right now that would cause many people to stop listening or you listening to the music again like in the middle of the podcast <laughs> he does this all the time starts connecting to his this thing is like <laughs> way too sent- it is on screen. okay how's oh, it yeah. but anyway so we we run into these same issues in our own culture that that really just pull us away from god i was listening to uh, oh you were fasting forward all oh, through a podcast you were already uh, listening to uh, sorry does it have the little narrator thing going on? Yeah, that's what I was doing. I was okay. like, if you'd like to support the Village Church. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Listen to that for a while. Yeah. All right. But anyway. Um, um, uh, so you're talking about the like societal. Um, we still run into the same societal yeah. issues. The same things that God warns us about in Deut- Deuteronomy. You can still look in our own culture today where, where God still sells, tells us to be separate and not to intermarry, not to make those treaties, not to whatever. And but we still run into those same. I problems. say we we see people, our friends, are yeah. unfortunately sometimes we see churches mm-hmm. endorse, uh, you know, embracing the culture fully yeah. as opposed to uh, embracing Christ fully and taking right. Him to the culture. They they kind of flip it around, mm-hmm. and it's uh it's something like we could probably do a whole podcast on our disdain for cultural Canaanite Christian, oh, Christianity. Well, because, I mean, people can make the argument, well, Jesus loved people, yes, but he didn't tell the person that was committing adultery to keep committing adultery. Right. Um, he related well with her in a positive way, and, and, and but drew her a picture on the ground or something. Right, <laughs> but didn't say, hey, guess what? Keep sinning. Good right. job. Actually, I believe his last words were? Stop sinning. Yeah. Or <laughs> Lead go, your and, life. go right. and don't sin anymore. Or go right. and sin no more. Yeah. You know, where are your accusers? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're not here anymore. Uh, you know, I don't accuse you either. So go and don't sin anymore. Right. My, now my, what's going on? You got like a whole new beeping now. thing going on. I turned. I I made fun of you about your phone, and now mine's <laughs> gonna go crazy. That was my father-in-law. Uh, so let's see if he leaves a message, and then we'll play it live on. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um. Actually, we're. We're right up against the end. So Are we? Okay. Do you want to finish out? We um, basically hit two through five there. Do you want to discuss six for a so few for minutes? They turn your sin, sons away from following me to serve other gods. Or do you have anything um, else you want to say about those? No. Well, let's let's at least finish off. So if you do those things, such as intermarry, um, your sons and da- give your sons and daughters away where you turn away from God and serve other gods, 
then the anger of the Lord would be kindled against you. So it would not necessarily be against them anymore, probably still against them, but you as well, and he would destroy you quickly. Ouch. But thus shall you deal with them. You shall break down their altars and dash in their pieces, their pillars and chop down their ashram poles, burn the carved image. So he continues to, to direct them and tell them what to do. And in verse 6, it says, For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. So God has chosen them. They are set apart. Um, it is not because they are more numerous or mightier than anyone else. Um, it is because God has seen you, loved you, seen you as a treasured possession and chosen you. And by complete destruction and following God's rules through this, um, you will be holy to the Lord your God, which is ultimately our ultimate goal mm-hmm. um, from my understanding of this passage and, and, and the whole of scripture. S- all of Scripture and definitely of Deuteronomy. I'm going to try and quote the New Testament again, but I'm not going to give the book because I'm not quite, I can't remember if it's Titus or Timothy, uh, but our uh, mandate is to, or the I think the pastoral mandate is to bring <coughs> others ma- you know, into maturity before Christ. Mm-hmm. It's to lead people into holiness mm-hmm. uh, along with ourselves mm-hmm. so yep all right boom man so we made it further than verse one yeah and yeah. i was th- i was thinking earlier today i was like oh yeah we'll make it through deuteronomy seven and we're gonna have to start deuteronomy eight next week i should just know better i kind of i kind of thought that when i was like studying this week i was like yeah we'll probably get all the way through seven there's not a whole lot that's what i was thinking <laughs> It's it's like we go so, hey listener, you can go as deep as you want. Um, you could literally study sentence by sentence, and it could take years. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do an overview, and it could take weeks, months, days, hours. Um, you could do a Bible study where you guys do a chapter a week, and it would not be as long and drawn out as we are. Uh, and none of those are. Bad, good, better, or worse. The idea is that you're reading God's word. You're getting that scripture in your heart. It's it's making you more like him, and it's drawing you closer to him. So don't, don't get frustrated if you're going faster or if we're going too slow. Just have fun with it. I mean, I think, yeah. I think part of our podcast, part of the reason we got this started is Don and I just like love scripture. We love to study mm-hmm. it. We love to go deep with it. We love to see how it applies to our we life. We annoy our, well, I annoy my wife with how slow I study anyway. I do too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Sarah and I have tried many, many times to study stuff together, and it never works. I hate, if you if you had this one, so we have a, a study on Acts by, for my wife and I, mm-hmm. and I, I'll ask a question out of the thing, and then she'll answer, and then, like, I'm just, like, listening to her, and she'll be just like, so what's the real answer? <laughs> like, there, isn't a, well, there isn't one here. Mm-hmm. This is an open-ended question. <laughs> well, like, we'll be like, we'll be studying, you know, together. And, and so Stupid I think we tr- Bible college degree. We tried Isaiah last year. Oh, actually a couple years ago. And so I was like, so where are you? She's like, I'm like at Isaiah 15. I was like, I'm in Isaiah 1, 1 through 5. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did it. Yeah. Years ago, we did something. Uh, my wife's like, yeah, I want to study more with you, and I want to do more uh, intentional Bible study. This is that we had done a uh, <clears throat> Romans, and I can't remember who the author was. It was really good, well done, very much like probably a chapter a week kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Very well done. And then I was like, well, can we do one more like how I would want to do it, like a little more my speed? 
And she's like, are we really going over every word? <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, we're really going over every word. It didn't, it didn't last. It did not last that long. I was still studying Isaiah a year and a half after apparently we finished Isaiah, which I, I don't think we made it past like one or two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> we are good husbands. Right. We talk you, about it. Does your wife listen to uh, Beth Moore stuff? Yeah, wow. Was that light supposed to turn on? I don't know. My One of my kids jumped and my lights came on. Um, sure, we'll pass that fire inspection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has she done any Beth Moore stuff? Um, she used she, to do some Beth Moore stuff. Wait, is Beth Moore the good one, or is that... She's been... Beth Guckenberger is stuff that she's been oh, reading. what? Guckenberger. What's the one my wife did? We, we, we started reading, because this one's on, like, foster and adoption and stuff like that, which don't read unless you want to end up there, because that's where we ended up. I might have the wrong one. No, there is... Beth Moore is, like, the, the girl yeah, but theologian that's person. Thinking. That's not the one I'm thinking. Okay. Oh, what's her name? Yeah, because I know Beth Moore is like the chick version of like some some smart man that does Bible yeah. stuff, and I probably really just oh know. Jen Wilkin. Oh, I know her. She's that one. She's uh, she she's like she's really she's like our hero, but okay. we don't we we don't know her because we don't listen. She releases these uh Bible studies and like audio to go with them, and if like like all these podcasts and like, it seems like every woman except for your wife that I know uh-huh. is going through some Jen Wilkin Bible study. Well, I have to get my wife on par. Yeah. She's, uh, there's like Do all this listen? stuff is free. I haven't, uh, but I've heard my wife while okay. she's listening. I just deleted that stupid. So thing, is it like Jen Wilkins is like a website or what is it? Let me it? see if I can get her. Actually, you know what? I'll, uh, yeah, I'll look that up and then we'll end this. Okay. Uh, it's it's W-I-L-K-I-N, and it's jenwilkin.net. How do you spell uh, Wilkins? W-I-L-K-I-N-S? No, just Wilkin. Wilkin.net. Yeah. Okay. And um, and G- J-E-N? Yeah. She's got a blog there, but she's got a lot of uh, books and Bible studies, and a lot of it's for free. As a so matter of fact, I think all of her Bible studies are free. I think her books are whatever a book costs. Is it W-I-L-L-K-I-N? I don't know. W-I-L-K-I-N. W-I-L. Yeah, uh, one L. Okay. Resources for download on her site. Um, permission to copy is given there and stuff like that. But it's like, like I said, you can get, I think my wife's done one or two of them. She's done like one with a group, one on her own. Okay. And she's got, like I said, podcasts and all that kind of stuff. And okay. she's like the, I should just do one of those with my wife. That would but, be, I need to yeah. do one of those with my wife too. All, all right, right, but hey, we're up against the music, so all we right. got to go. Check us out at all that stuff I said earlier. Just look at podcasts, go to the second page of Google. You'll probably <laughs> find us. Uh, or, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, bye. Bye.